0: You're listening to the Coastal Church Audio Podcast with Pastor Dave Koop. This message is counterculture. It goes against the grain. For a large part, urban dwellers, city dwellers, we have lost the rhythm of life. Rural people understand it more because they have seed time, water, fertilize, harvest, and so forth. They understand there's patterns, there's rhythms to life. But for us in the city, for a large part, we've lost a lot of the rhythms of life. It used to be that a day was bounded by sunrise and sunset, but now we just turn the lights on, and during the day, we pull the shades, and we, we just work 24-7. We kind of live that way. We used to have seasons really clearly marked by what we ate, but now you can buy strawberries all year round. You can buy blueberries all year round. You might pay a little bit more, but you can get it any time of the year, and you can, we used to have seasonal foods, and there was seasonal times we used to have gardens, even gardens are disappearing as our houses are disappearing, and we may have a little garden, but for the most part, a lot of the seasonal things in life have disappeared, and we, we tend to find ourselves just working and going. Technology hasn't given us a, a break. As a matter of fact, we're more connected, more busy with technology than ever before. And so, we're going to talk this morning about the rest in rhythm. I don't know if I have such a good rhythm. At least musically, I know I don't have good rhythm. We had uh, a friend of ours, Pastor Anthony Greco. Uh, I love that guy. He's a great friend and uh, comes to speak here a couple times a year or once every other year. And uh, he was one day in the front row with me and he was getting get up to speak after worship. And I'm clapping along, enjoying worship. And he leans over me and says, Dave. Either you stop clapping or I stop clapping, but there's no way I can stay in rhythm with you clapping. And, and so the worship teams knows, do not look at the pastor to get the beat. Do not look at him because he will be off. No, I, I just don't have that, that musical rhythm. You know, some cultures, they, some African nations, they just have, I think they're born with rhythm. Uh, when we went to the Philippines, the Filipinos just has an incredible rhythm. It's not a, that kind of rhythm is not in my DNA and I'm glad I'm not the only one I found out that Fozzie Bear doesn't have rhythm either and I'm going to prove it to you here's a little clip that will help you understand I got rhythm I got to I got rhythm uh, wait, wait, wait a second Fozzie, hold on you start wrong. It goes like this. Let me show you. I got rhythm. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Good. I gotcha. Gotcha. No. I got rhythm. I got No, no, no. Fuzzy, Fuzzy, hold one second. Let me let me make one little change, here. Okay, I'll sing it. Yes, sir. Who could ask for anything more? Who could ask for anything more? I got rhythm, and you're going to find out today that if you have rhythm, you really have something that's greater than you are, and you can get into a flow, you can get into a rhythm with God. That is beyond what you could even ask or think. All creation really is ordered by rhythm. There's periods of intensity, periods of rest. A goose that flies south and the geese fly south or fly north, that's intense. That's a lot of days of hard flying to get where you're going. When the salmon, if you watch them swimming up in, upstream, that's intense. Periods of rest, periods of intensity. Period of push hard, a period of a rest. If you watch uh, Bears that hibernate. There's a rhythm to it in nature. If you watch the tides of the sea, seed time and harvest, flowers that bloom, the seasons of the year, all of creation just speaks rhythm. And we're created in God's image. We are His creation. So we, even if we can't clap on tune, we still have, we still have rhythm. And we're going to talk about that this morning. Genesis chapter 1, verse 14. And God said, let bright lights appear in the sky to separate the day from the night. There'll be signs to mark off the seasons, the days, and the years. That was rhythm. Jeremiah 8, 7 says, The stork knows the time of her migration, as do the turtle dove, the swallow, and the crane. They all return at the proper time each year. Isn't that amazing? Sometimes you sometimes stand amazed at when you see the cycles and the rhythm of life. and You go, God, you've ordered this. But then Jeremiah goes on to say, But not my people. They don't know what the Lord requires of them. They're out of sync. they don't get it. And so he was admonishing the people, get in sync with God and what He's doing. There's five basic environmental cycles that we have in the world today as a review. There's an orbital cycle, rhythm, annually, based on the Earth's orbit around the Sun. There's a seasonal rhythm, or cycle, based on the tilt of the Earth's axis every 90 days. There's a monthly or lunar cycle based on the cycles of the Moon. And then there's a Sabbath or weekly cycle based on the seven days of creation. Science is finding in a study called chronobiology that there's a seven-day cycle. There was a time when the Soviet Union decided to do away with the seven-day week. They wanted a different period of time for the week, and it brought chaos. There's something about that seven-day cycle where God instituted way back after creation. Then there's rotational daily cycle based on the rotation of the earth. So if you just look at creation... We see that there's a rhythm, there's a cycle. In order for us to have rest in our life, the key is to find the rhythms of life and to follow the rhythms, because then you'll find the rest. You'll have the work and the rest, time of moving hard, a time of resting. And the key is to find where you're at in that. Rhythm is not balance. They're sometimes confused, and sometimes a lot is what's said to be balance. I think is really rhythm balance, if I had a bicycle up here and I got on the bike, it's very difficult to stay stationary and balance it. You have to really be good at it to do that. But if you're paddling the bike, have rhythm, then balance is much easier. And I think balance in our life is actually possible when we live in rhythm. Rhythm is the key. We're created for rhythm. If you look at the Old Testament, you study the festivals and the feasts that God instituted for the people. It was all based on these rhythms of life, yearly rhythms, weekly rhythms, quarterly rhythms, and you have these rhythms, these rituals. Rituals aren't wrong. Traditions, sometimes we say, oh, that's just the traditions of men. There are, there's a negative side to traditions, but there's also a positive side to traditions. You can have rituals and traditions in your family that are very healthy. You can have a tradition around Christmas time. makes for healthy families when you have these. You can have a traditional Regular holiday where every every year you go on a particular holiday. There was a season in our life where every year we would go to Merrill Lake for holidays, and became a memory. It became so rich because every summer we knew we were going there. Great leaders, great lives, build memories. Memories involve rituals, and there involves this rhythm of life. Balance is a photograph. Rhythm is a video. Balance is static, fixed. Rhythm is dynamic. Life isn't fixed. Life is always moving. Balance is a seesaw. Remember the seesaw play school? I mean, playground when you're playing there and you got on this little seesaw and you got one friend on one end, you're on one end, and you kind of just got it right. Maybe just for a little while you could hold it there. But that's balance, whereas rhythm's a swing, moving back and forth, ebbs and flows of life. Uh, balance is a reservoir. Rhythm is a river. We could give you more but you get the idea. It's a difference between balance and rhythm. There's a song that came out in 1965, was written before that, but it became popular in 1965. It's a very interesting song, and as somebody who reads the Bible, you need to know this little bit of, uh, of uh, trivia. In 1965, there's a group called The Birds, and they had a song that made the number one on the pop chart, and the song was called Turn, Turn, Turn. Anybody remember that song? You'll give your age away if you remember that song, Turn, Turn, Turn. It's still used a lot, but it, Turn, Turn, Turn. And it was written by the birds. But the interesting about, thing about the song was the lyrics of that song, it holds the record of having the oldest lyrics of any song to make the top pop chart because the s- lyrics were written by King Solomon. It's all Ecclesiastes chapter 3. They took that song, went to the top of the charts, and it's all Scripture. It's Ecclesiastes chapter 3. We're going to read it. It's in your notes. And here, Solomon, as he gives us this passage, the idea behind it is one, rhythm. Two, in rhythms of life, you're going to experience different things. Sometimes they're planned, and sometimes they're not planned. You just find yourself in this rhythm of life. You don't plan somebody to pass away, but you find yourself in that rhythm. You find yourself in the harvest season. You find yourself in these seasons. And what Solomon is saying, in those seasons, embrace it, live it to the fullest, don't deny it, enjoy it, get God involved in that season. So here we go, Ecclesiastes chapter 3. There's a time for everything, a season for every activity under heaven. There's rhythm in heaven, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to harvest a time to kill and a time to heal a time to tear down and a time to rebuild a time to cry and a time to laugh a time to grieve and a time to dance a time to scatter stones and time to gather stones a time to embrace time to run away turn away a time to search and a time to lose a time to keep and a time to throw away a time to tear and a time to mend a time to be quiet and a time to speak up a time to love and a time to hate a time for war and a time for peace He's challenging us to live full out in every season. Some of these times we don't choose, but we must accept them as part of the flow of life. And that's why it's important for us to understand the seasons or the times if we want to have rest. If we don't understand the seasons and the times, we won't have that sequence of rest in our life. So our second point is discover what season you're in. First Chronicles 12, 32, it's written, And the children of Ishakar there were 200 chiefs, men who had expert knowledge of the times. In order to have rest, we have to have a knowledge of the times, what time we're in, where's the world at. They knew that. And there's two types of time. The Greeks had two words. Remember, for the word love, they had three words. Well, for time, the Greeks had two words. One was chronos. Chronos is like your clock, your watch, your calendar, where we get the word chronological from. So that was chronos time. But then they had another interesting word, which was the word kairos. Kairos was, if Chronos was a, uh, what's a good word? Let me pick one here, a measured time, then kairos was an experienced time. So if I said to you, what time did you come home from the party last night? You would say 11 o'clock. That would be chronos. But if I said, did you have a good time at the party last night? That's kairos time. Two different types of time. And we have to know what season, what time we're in, both chronologically with our age and so forth, and also in kairos because there's kairos moments in our life. A great writer by the name of Joseph Tacky put it this way. Kairos time conveys notions of unboundness, of fluidity. Rhythm, by definition, is to flow. Fluidity of God's purpose intersecting and overruling this finite world of chronological time. God's purpose is intersecting, overruling this finite world of chronological time. We live in this little calendar, right? You got this week, this month, and then God just intersects it, and he shows up. Kairos. Kairos is regular cycle, Kairos is progressive. Kronos is regular. Kairos is progressive. Kronos is quantity of time. Kairos is quality of time. So to enjoy our life and have rest, we have to harmonize with God's rhythms, get in harmony with what He's doing if we want to enjoy it. I don't know if you've ever been to a place where they surf. Maybe you've been up to, uh, what's the name here off the island that they surf? Uh, Tofino. Yeah, some of you have been there. Tofino. I haven't been there, but I heard there's good surfing there. Uh, Paul's a surfer. You've been surfing. Uh, maybe in California, maybe in Hawaii. I don't surf, but I like watching surfing. And uh, I-, I found something out. You know what they'll do? They'll, they'll paddle out there. They'll get out there in the waves. And then I watch them. They just sit there. And I think, come on, get with it. You're just sitting out there. They're resting in between the waves. If you want to be a good surfer, you have to... Catch the wave, time it right. You have to get in sync with the wave. You can never surf if you're not in harmony or in sync with the rhythm of the waves. Because that wave will propel you to do something normally you couldn't do. And God's waves will propel you to do something that normally you couldn't do. But if you're not resting, you won't catch the wave. Remember that Beach Boys song? Again, I'm dating myself, but there was a song that says, catch a wave and you're sitting on top of the world. And there's a, a spiritual side to that. If we catch God's waves, if we catch his rhythm, we'll find out, like he says in Ephesians, and now unto him who is able to cause you to do exceedingly abundantly of all you can ask or think or the power that works within you, God's rhythms are the power of life to cause you to do something greater than yourself. So the surfer, he's waiting, waiting, and then they have to time it just right and then when that wave comes, they have to paddle really hard, intense. If you're slack, you won't catch it. There's an intensity. They were resting. Now they paddle hard, and then they catch that wave, and that wave takes them. I'm going to show you a little clip from uh, YouTube by a guy named Mark Sanders. He'll explain to you in case you're interested how to catch a wave. Of course, there's a spiritual side to it this morning that we're going after, but this will help you remember the point. Another thing to keep in mind is position of your body on the board. You want to be far enough back so that the nose stays out of the water. You also do, you don't want to be too far back because you're pushing a lot of water if your nose is, you know, if here's the water and your nose is here you're like a barge pushing a whole bunch of water in the front slowing you down. It's a lot harder to paddle. Paddle like you've never paddled before. I can't stress this enough. So many people will just go out there start paddling, start paddling and then they'll jump up on the board when the waves ten feet behind them and they wonder why they aren't catching it you really have to wait to feel the wave pick you up you'll feel the board get turned down the wave and as it gets turned down it'll drop down the wave just like a skateboard goes down a hill and as you go down you get more speed once you feel the board moving faster than you're paddling it that's when you know you've caught the wave That's a great point right there to finish up on you already said when you know uh... You know the board, When you know the board is moving faster than you are paddling it, that's when you know you've caught the wave because he said that wave will lift you. Here's a parallel. You know you're in God's rhythm when what begins to happen in your life is bigger than you. You go, oh, Wow, God, this is bigger than me. What happened to you? You caught his wave. You caught his rhythm. Ever looked at people's lives and go, I am working harder than anybody. I mean, I am putting in the hours, I am sweating, I am doing everything, and the next person, they just seem like, wow, it's just kind of like, where is it coming from? They're just so blessed, and they're just kind of like, it's just some, they got some momentum that I don't have. It just might be, it could be other things, but it just might be, they're in rhythm with God. And rhythm is rest. For most of us, we get the idea to work hard because we've gone to enough seminars, we've done enough courses, we've got a boss who tells us, we've got parents who tell us, we've got coaches who tell us, and work, and we know that part. God's come along and say, I'm not discounting the work part, because you got to paddle hard, but then there's a period of rest. If you're a world-class athlete, you already know that. If you're going to go train and work out, the idea is to work hard, push weights, tear the muscles a bit, but then you rest, let them rebuild, and then you go again. Hockey teams, our Canucks, it's off-season. Playoffs are over. Too quick, but the playoffs are over. <laughs> would have been nice if it was a little longer. It's next year country. Next year. But you have playoffs, intensity. If, they, if the team tried to stay in playoffs all year round, how many know that we'd, you'd burn out the players? It would never last that long. So you have this intense season, and then comes rest, the off-season. God's saying, I want you to enjoy the off-season. Work hard. Better way to rest is get into rhythm. But if we're not careful, the world that we live in will drive us every day of the week, intense, intense. And sometimes we're living in the past, sometimes we're living in the future, and we're not enjoying the moment or the season that we're in. A big part of rest is to know what season that you're in. Because in the rhythm of life, Here's three things. It's in your notes. Number one, you have to realize, or not realize, release the expectations from the past season or stage of life. Release them. That stage is done. That phase is over. Now you have to release that. Don't hold on to it. Let it go. Learn from it. Let it go, though. And then the next one is seize the opportunities of the moment. That's why you have to understand the season that you're in the rhythm that you're in. Ecclesiastes nine ten. it says, whatever your hand finds to do, whatever season you're in, do it with your might. For there's no work or device or knowledge or wisdom in the grave where you are going. In other words, it's going to pass. So right now, you have a kairos moment. Seize it. Embrace it. Don't deny it. Go for it. Live hard in it. And then thirdly, anticipate what is next because there's another season coming. Don't feel stuck. Sometimes, oh, will I ever f- get past school? Will I ever get to a different job? It's coming. Anticipate it. Hope is good, but work hard and enjoy right now where you're at. That's a part of rest, huge part of rest. It helps eliminate the stress factors. It's wise to plan for the future, but we can't live in the future until we get there. And since you can't live there yet, good to plan for, but live in the moment. That's what Solomon was saying, there's a time for different things. Embrace that season. Be at peace in the stage that you're at. Don't envy somebody else who's in a different stage, younger, older, whatever. Enjoy where you're at right now. If you're single, enjoy being single. It's good to enjoy being single. If you're, there is one amen out there. (laughs) I hope the rest of you single are enjoying it. Because a single person said, saying, oh, man, if I was just married, you know, man, I can't wait till I get married. And the married person, man, if I was single, I could have my money. I could have my time again. I could, I could. So just no. right now you're single. Paul was single. He loved it. It was a great season of his life. So enjoy this season. When the next season comes, it will be another season to enjoy You know, when we have a two-year-old child, you go, oh, what's happening? I'm going to have this little child's going to grow up and they're going to be a teenager and there's drugs out there and there's gangs out there and there's so many challenges. Oh, God. And and God's just saying, would you please enjoy your two-year-old? Like right now, just enjoy this season. It's a good season. Yes, there's another wave coming, but right now you're in this season. Enjoy it. Have a rest. So, so good to know what season we're in. Because we will oscillate between times of intensity and times of renewal. Jesus lived this way. He was intense and then he relaxed. You talk about intense. I don't know if Jesus said, I never hear really Jesus saying, live a balanced life. Balance your, your, your hard work with your time off. I mean, it was, it was a rhythm. <sighs> intense. I think it was pretty intense when he went into the temple and cleansed it. I thought that was fairly intense. I thought it was fairly intense when he fed the multitudes, fairly intense. When you study his life, it's pretty intense. But then there was times of rest when he, like last week, we talked about him resting on the boat. Or he got away with his disciples and rested. So we see that, those waves, that rhythm in the life even of our Lord. To experience growth, we have to have Stress. That's right. We have to have stress. Remember the sequoia tree message. Sequoia trees grow because fire comes through. It actually causes them to grow. That's James chapter 1. Consider it all joy when you have trials. Stress is not bad. Stress is just bad if you have it every day of your life all the time. So you need a period of working, resting, working, resting. When we're stretched, we actually grow. But then you need times to relax again. It's what we do in that period that we're stressed. Do we go to God? Do we cast our cares upon Him? Do we have a period of rest in there? If we have rhythm in it, we're going to find that we grow through it. Stress by itself is deadly. Stress Canada says corporate stress disability rates have doubled from 1999 to 2008. Prescription for antidepressants, minor tranquilizers, non-arrival in dollar terms, those for high blood pressure-related cardiovascular problems. U.S. National Academy of Sciences estimate that 70% 80% of all visits to the family doctor are now stress-related. We're going to have trials in life. Jesus said, consider it all joy. You're going to have trials. In this world, you will have trouble, he said. But be of good cheer, I have overcome. Get in sync with me, you're going to overcome. You're going to have troubles. You're going to have stress. But it won't kill you just get in sync with me, come to me, get in my rhythm, and you're going to find out that you'll grow through it. All right. Number three, we got to wrap this up. Plan and enjoy the rest found in the rhythm of life. You have to plan for it. You have to set the pace for your life. You have to set a time for vacation. You have to set your your day off, your Sabbath. You're doing it today. You can give yourself a hand because you're doing it today. You're taking a day off. You're, you're doing it. You planned it. You 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 put it into your into your weekly schedule to come and have a Sabbath to take a day off and be with God. You've done that. There was a study done of twelve thousand men in the states, ages thirty five to fifty seven, by the State University of New York. 12,000 men, that's a lot of people to study, so it's pretty accurate, and they found, this is, this is huge, men who took yearly vacations reduced their overall risk of disease by as much as 30%. God's just saying, there's a rhythm of life. You know, at one point in the Old Testament, He said to them, I want you to save up some money, put it aside, and I want you to take a vacation, come to Jerusalem, hang out there, buy some good food, enjoy life. He he tells them, set it aside. Take a vacation. I want you to do that. This is your God. Hey, I want you to have a rest. I want you to have a break. The Scriptures are filled with these patterns, these cycles, these rhythms. And to rest well, we have to know where we are in life, catch the wave, rest. Catch the wave, rest. That's the key to resting well. In 1 Corinthians 9, 24, it says, Remember that in a race everyone runs, but only one person gets a prize. You also must run in such a way that you will win. Life is not a marathon. Life is a series of sprints, relax. Sprint, relax. Sprint, relax. Work hard, rest. Work hard, rest. It's counterculture. It's not urban. It's It's different. Because if we live the way our world wants us, we would just go, 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 go every day. Because you look around, there's always action. It's hard to kind of pull back. Sometimes you have to take literally a day out of the city. Maybe monthly, I'm going to get out of the city. Maybe once a year, you take you and your spouse and you go on a marriage retreat. If you don't build those rhythms in life, it just comes undone. And so he's saying, take charge, plan it out. What works for one person may not work for the next person. They may be an extrovert. You're an introvert, but you have to figure it out. What are the rhythms of my life? What's your assignment this week? Slow down, look in your calendar, and check for where I'm at. Do I have rhythm? Do I have this? What are the rhythmic patterns of rest in my life? And if that's a blur to you or if you're confused about it, God's speaking to you this morning. If you can't say, yeah, here's, when I, here's how I have rhythm in my marriage. Here's when we do a marriage retreat. Here's how often we go on a date. Here's how we do our devotions. If you're not doing that, we'll be seeing you in counseling fairly soon. <laughs> or we'll be praying for you at the front. So much better to be preventative, guys. Well, when my wife brings it up, I think I might do that. No, why don't you bring it up and plan it and throw some roses in there, and you'll find out that this works pretty good individually. We need to plan things out. What's the rhythm of my life? So we need to take charge. Uh, last verse, running out of time, but I'll give you Matthew eleven twenty eight. Are you tired? Jesus asks. He's asking us this morning, Coastal Church, are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burned out on religion? And then he says, come to me, get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Get in sync with me. I'm going to give you a rest. Come unto me. If you're weary, heavy laden. One of my favorite verses in Psalms is, Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am God. That sounds like rest. Think of that verse for a second, though. Be still and know that I am God. Be still and know that I am. Be still and know. Be still. Be. We're human beings, not human doings. You have an identity. You have a rhythm in you. You're created that way. And if we get in harmony with God and the rhythms, the patterns of life, we'll find a rest that the world is losing. We can have a rest. The Vancouver Foundation did this huge study, it was been in the paper, about the loneliness, the hurt in our city, the disconnect. If we're not disconnect if we're not connected with our Heavenly Father in harmony with Him, how do we expect to get in harmony with one another? It's both vertical and horizontal. So it starts with this connection with our Father. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you would like to download free notes from this message, then visit our website, www.coastalchurch.org.